All right, all right, all right. Good morning to you. Good morning. It's right on 8 a.m. This is the third take of this because my battery died twice in a wireless microphone solution. So now we're sitting back down in the good mic. How you doing? Wade Sellers here. Good morning to you. Welcome to Wake Up With Wade. I'm your host. I'm the only one talking today. Wade Sellers. This goal, uh, blah, 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 this goal, this uh, podcast, if you're new here, is a daily podcast journal with the overarching goal of getting the voice, the energy, the emotions that I am putting out into the world from this podcast through the internet, out your speaker into your brain so that you have just a better day, a poppy day, a pepped up day, shot of espresso in your day. That is the whole goal of this. Today, we're going to talk about one of the jobs that I got, and I got it in such a unique way, and YouTube totally helped me get this job, all right? The, the it's not clickbait, okay, uh, that title. Uh, I definitely use YouTube to get this job. Uh, I'm looking forward to telling you this story. Um, before we dig in too much, we do have a coffee sponsor today. It is my friend Florence from the UK. You actually heard her voice yesterday. Um, we talked yesterday about an Instagram post that changed my perspective on how – it changed my post on, like, letting things – run your day, right? And the idea that you can control the headlines that lead your days. And so uh, when I shared that post out, when it made an effect on me, uh, my friend Natty shared it out. Well, Florence also saw it, and then she shared it out. We then had a conversation about that, uh, and she ended up getting a little audio clip in yesterday's podcast. Well, uh, she sent us a coffee as well because she just like loved the fact she was on the podcast, which is so cool. And she sponsored today's episode with a coffee, and she said, lovely to chat today about the story quote we loved, and that was from yesterday. So Florence, thank you, thank you so much for sponsoring this show. I think that's super cool. And Florence is someone that I met through, um, honestly, through making a podcast about the Thursday dating app, connecting with George Rollins and his other co-founder, Matthew. And uh, she was following, I believe, Matthew. And then through like story shares, she found out about me. She came over, I started a conversation, and now we have yet another friend in, in the UK. And she, she sounds lovely, she sounds wonderful, and I really, uh, I really value this new friendship. She's probably one of maybe 15 new friends, I would say, I've made from the UK, London, um, that were connected through this whole Thursday dating app like fun that we did. I really want to go over to London in the next month or two and... I don't know, just like hang out and meet all the people in real life that I met through Instagram. I'm really going to try and do that. If you're someone that's listening to this from London or the UK, DM me and let me know if that would be something you would be interested in doing is like actually meeting up in real life because I feel like I made a ton of new friends and I would like to actually meet you. Um, so let's see if we can pull that off. All right, with that being said, Florence, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. If you enjoy the story I'm about to tell you and you'd like to leave a little tip in the tip jar, you can do that by buying us a coffee and sponsoring the show with coffee. We do that by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Sellers. You can throw a coffee, three, five, whatever you'd like to do, and there's a little spot for a love note, so please write something awesome that I can shout you out with on a future episode. And that's how we're going to do this thing, y'all. That's, that's how this works. So I hope you enjoy this one. This is a really cool story I get to tell. I've told this story a hundred times to different people for various reasons. It's a really good story to talk about. Like, I don't know, um, when you're at the bar or you're talking about how you got jobs or just something motivational and inspirational when someone is asking me, like, a lot of people will ask me, you know, how how'd you get that job? Or do you have any tips for getting jobs? Or I'm looking for a job. And then I bring this up. And this story is about a company that I worked for called DropSource. Now, 
<clears throat> let me give a little bit of context as we dig in here. Uh, I've been an iPhone app developer for about eight years. The first, I would say, five years of that was like really, really hardcore iPhone app developer, like Googling every day, sitting at the computer code screen. I worked at a couple startups. I worked for GoPro. I worked for a company that built spy apps for cops. I, I had all sorts of really neat things. And later we'll, we'll talk, we'll do dig into more of those stories. But I want to focus on one. And I want to focus on how I got the job because I think that's the, the nugget of this whole thing that's worthwhile. So I worked at one coding job here. Um, and it was about my third big important coding job I had. Unfortunately, at that point, by the time we got there, I was quite burnt out in coding. I had really worked really hard for a couple other companies, and those stories ended badly um, with, like, the way that the companies either fell apart or, like, I got fired, like, things like that, and uh, there's more stories to be told about this stuff. But I was working for a company, I was coding, and I was burnt out coding is basically what it was. I go in the office and I was kind of like, ugh. Like, it wasn't the work. It was like, I'm physically, mentally exhausted from playing this game this long. And when you're a coder, you're sitting there and you're coding, a lot of times you have to ask the internet questions because you can't remember everything. So I asked a coding question and I went to a website called Stack Overflow, which is kind of a website where coders ask other coders questions and they answer it. And then other people can view that interaction and learn from it. That's how we all work together as coders. So I'm at this website and I'm looking up an answer to a coding question. And at Stack Overflow, a lot of times they'll post job postings, like companies can pay money to post their job there. And I was reading this position. Basically, I was tired of coding, but I wanted something else, but I wanted to stay in the mobile apps development niche. I love that niche, but I was like, I don't, just don't want to stare at code every day. And there was this job, and this job was for a company called DropSource. DropSource is a company where um, you basically go on their platform and you can build your mobile app idea, but without code. It's very like WYSIWYG, which stands for what you see is what you get. And so there was like a, a, a screen that looked like an iPhone and you could drag and drop buttons and labels and sliders. And then you would connect all the logic together behind that with like almost like puzzle pieces was sort of the idea. And it allowed anybody to build out a basic app without learning how to code. Well, what they were looking for was basically somebody to, to work for like customer success. They wanted someone to work with their customers and when their customers had snags and didn't know what to do next to help build their app, you'd, you'd help them. You'd coach them. You'd, you'd step through the process with them. You'd point things out, point out features in the platform that will help them and all this. What was really neat about the position was it wasn't coding, but, it, but they wanted a coder with a personality. They wanted a coder that wanted to talk to the users, which honestly, in the coding world, it's sort of a little rare. Like, I'm not going to say stereotypes are just stereotypes. Coders a lot of times are quite introverted or very happy to work within the code and not so much with the users. Um, but that's not for everybody. That's why it's a stereotype. It's not, stereotypes are not always true. I have a personality that loves to talk to customers and users. I love breaking down concepts into easy-to-swallow ideas. And I think I do a pretty decent job at that. So I was reading this job post and they're like, yeah, they're looking for a coder with experience, but wants to work with customers on a no code platform to help them build their apps. And I was like, as I sat there at my desk at work, burnt out from coding, reading that job, I was like, 
oh my God, I want this. This is my next job. I, I looked at the company. It looked cool. Uh, it, I wanted it. I wanted the job. So I started to devise a plan. Um, we're going to talk about what I did next right after our 55-second sponsored ad, and then we'll be right back, and I'm going to break down what, how we stepped through getting this job. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for entertaining that. We are currently at $8.47 when it comes to sponsored ad revenue. And I decided we're going to get to $100 in sponsored ad revenue. And then we're going to do something really cool together with that $100. So um, we got 90 more to go, y'all. We can do it. We can totally do it. We're already at 10 bucks. Like, we're already almost at 10 bucks. I can't wait to hit there. All right, let's dig back in. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of coffee real quick. Cold brew, hell yeah. Okay, so I really wanted this job, y'all. I'm sitting there, I read the job description. I want it so bad. So I devised the plan. I went home that evening and I, I basically called in sick the next day. I was like, I'm not feeling well, I'm calling in sick. I'm taking a personal day. Okay, I gave myself a free day, y'all. And I thought about it all night and I devised a plan. Um, at this time, I had a friend with uh, industrial space, and she let me use a room in her in her company's like industrial office space to create a little bit of a recording studio because I had a bunch of video and audio gear and green screen, and she let me set up shop there. So I had this little recording studio that I was messing with, and I'm sitting in my apartment that evening, and I'm like, I want this job, I want this job, but the problem was. When I read the job description, it wanted someone with customer service experience. And like, yeah, I've worked at like restaurants and things like that. But I was, I was assuming that I, wasn't, uh, I, that I wasn't eligible for this job because I didn't have enough customer service experience. That is a self-limiting belief, y'all. Imposter syndrome started to sneak in. But this time, I was way too hungry, way too hungry for something else and decided it doesn't matter. I'm going to get this job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a way. So... I devised a plan. Not only was I going to apply to this job and make my resume look super good and modern and all that stuff that you do when you really want a job, I was going to send a video with it. So the next morning, early in the morning, I went into my little makeshift recording studio and I said, okay, we're going to, what are we going to do? We're going to make a video. I spent the next nine hours that day scripting, recording, trying different things, trying effects, editing, re-recording, making sure my words are perfect, making sure I got all of the information I wanted to get through, through. And in the end of nine hours, I eventually submitted my resume and my application with a four-minute video. Yes, nine hours to make a four-minute introduction video to me that I supplemented um, my resume and application with. So not only did I do that, but I also, uh, I stuck it up on YouTube. I set it private and only can be viewed with the link. And then when I applied, I also, after I applied officially, like through the website, I also went into LinkedIn, found all the people that work for Flowhub and, or Flowhub, uh, DropSource, sorry. Uh, all the people that work for DropSource. And I basically said, hey, I'm trying to apply to this job. I sent this in. Also, I want to submit a video with this. Could you help me get the video to the right person on the team? Thank you so much. I hope to work with you soon, Wade. Right? And that's what I sent. Well, like a day went by and I looked and I hadn't heard anything back from DropSource, but a day went by and I went and looked at that YouTube video and y'all, it had like 50, 50, 60 views or something like that on that video. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. You know what that means? That means they passed it around the office. That means everyone watched this crazy applicant's video 
And I knew that was a that was good because the video was very good. It was very personable. I explained my history. Not only that, but I explained that in their job requirements, this was the minimum that it possibly could be for the job, but I had bigger plans and I wanted to do this other thing. I was like, I'll do everything you asked for, but really I want to be this customer service evangelist. I want to help people understand that they can build apps without code. And I want to go on this whole tirade of like helping to celebrate the fact that you don't need to know how to code to build your ideas out. Okay, y'all, I started to get interviews, four or five interviews in, you know, like we did a bunch of interviews. And then it came time to talk to my boss, who was the chief product officer for the company. And I have this phone call with him. And he basically says, Wade, I got to be honest with you. When we put this job out there, we thought we just need someone to talk to the users. We just need some customer service, just someone to be there because we're all so busy with all of our jobs. We can't, we don't have the bandwidth to talk to all the customers. We need somebody dedicated to that job. And then you came in and you applied and you sent that video in and through the video and everything that we've talked about in the interviews, you made us rethink this entire position. This isn't just a customer job. This is an evangelist role that has a customer service component attached to it. And he said, you, you really sold us with your ideas and we love your ambition and your hunger and your grit and your personality. We love your history and we love how much you, you, like you treat, like how well you treated us in the interview. And he basically said, I want to give you what you asked for. We, we think that you would be super valuable for the team. I just need to ask, do you think you can actually do all of this? Can you, can you pull this off? And I said, I said, Paul, I, I would be honored to do it. I think it would be a fantastic challenge that I would love to take part of. And I said that I think that this is the largest contribution that I can make to the company based on my skill set, my experience, and what you need right now as a team. And he said, that's what I was hoping to hear. So I'm going to make you an offer. He made me an offer that was 10% more than the salary I had asked for. He also included stock options up front and um, put me basically just below him and next to a girl named Sue who had work, been working with making educational material for the, for the team and also working with the customers as well. He said, you're going to work alongside Sue and uh, you're going to report to me and yada, 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 and we'd love to have you on the team. And I got that job, y'all. I got that job. I accepted it right there. I didn't have to, I didn't have to negotiate anything. I got, I got more than I asked for. And, um, and I work for that company. Guys, I'm going to leave it there, but I just want to end this with like some take-homes here. This was a job that I really, really wanted. This was also a job that I did not make any relationships. I had no inroads before I applied. And this is the majority of cases in the world. When we're looking for a job, oftentimes we didn't network our way into that job. And like when I talked about creating opportunities accidentally on purpose, that whole four podcast thing I just did, this is not that case. This is the case of finding something I wanted and figuring out how do I get it without anyone knowing who I am. In these situations, I think the smartest tactic to do is a very basic one. And it's one that people don't think of. Because you make different decisions when you think about it this way. When, you, when they don't know who you are and you want that job, your mission should be, I am going to make them literally feel bad that they cannot hire me. I'm going to make it so blatantly obvious that I am the most qualified or most seeked out, most hungry, 
most wanted, highest energy, most valuable team member they could possibly hire when I apply, okay? If they can't hire me, they should feel bad about it. They should literally be like, we really, really want to hire you. Unfortunately, this other person just eked by for like some sort of reason that's out of my control. I want them to literally have to go to their bosses or HR or finance and say, is there any way that we have the money to hire two people? <laughs> like that is my goal going into this. So when it came time to apply to this, I looked at that job description closely. I thought about the team. I did research on the team and what skills they had. And I tried to, I tried to piece together what I thought they actually needed. And then when I applied, I tried to figure out a way to take my most strongest asset and get it in front of them. My asset is my personality. I can't put that on a resume very well. Resumes are boring and dull and just words and measurements and numbers and, you know, and I got a good resume too. I got a, I got a showstopper one, right? I get to say the word military, FBI, spy intelligence. Like I get to like VC funding. I, I get to say all this cool stuff. Um, but that does not speak to my personality. And this was a customer service job. So I recorded a video. Why? Because who's not going to watch the video of the applicant? Nobody does that. I stand out from the crowd. Here's my resume and also a four-minute introduction video that was very polished, very well done in front of a green screen with really cool effects, lower thirds, little labels, me up there speaking my mind. I did it very well. I record, I, like I said, nine hours to make a four-minute video, and most of that was in recording time. Um, this is how you stand out. This is how everybody in the company saw my application. I got that job because I earned that job. I got that job because I utilized my skills and really, really highlighted my most valuable assets. Excuse me, my most valuable assets. When you go to get a job, it doesn't matter what job it is. It doesn't matter if it's just a job just to fill a hole. Sometimes we need a job just to fill the gap, right? Um, we, rent's coming up. I got screwed over from the last job. Um, I need something. You should still put 120% energy into getting even that fill a gap job. And this is that 120%. You need to figure out how do you make it so obvious that you're the person to pick. And this was my way. I have a lot of uh, stories like this. If you'd like to hear more of these, feel free to DM me and let me know. I want to hear more job stories because um, the way I got the drop source job, I also have a really unique story of how I got the GoPro job. I got a really unique story of how I got the job for a company called Callio, which was building um, basically spy apps for cops. I have a really interesting story of how I got the cannabis job, which I've told uh, in bits. I could tell you the whole story of that. Um, how I got into the military is an extremely unique story. Um, basically, I passed 350 people in line <laughs> by being slightly obnoxious at the right time. But the reason, I, the reason I got the job was because of the thing that I did. That's what the company, uh, that's what the recruiter told me. So if you'd like to hear these stories, I'm happy to tell you them. Um, I'm going to leave you right there. This is a 20-minute podcast. Um, yep, I hope you have a fantastic day. If you enjoyed this story, I really enjoy telling this one. You're more than welcome to throw a coffee in the tip jar. Uh, you can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com slash wadesellers and leaving it right there. Be sure to leave me a love note. And with that, I will, I will talk to you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.